All right. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I have a very special guest for you today. Casey Rossi is here with me today. Hi, Casey. Hi, Eva. It's so nice to be here with you. And what I want to tell you guys about Casey, she's amazing. She has built multiple six and seven plus bigger businesses. She actually, we were just chatting now, one of her businesses were making chocolate and she made over seven figures doing that. And at some point she transitioned into the coaching business and now she specializes in uh, burnout. And she is the founder of the Soul Brain Method, which is a system that helps entrepreneurs leverage their strengths joyfully. So I'm really, really uh, excited to have this conversation with Casey today because what we have seen, and I have many friends, you know, in my circles, in my masterminds who have made it to six, high six, seven, multi seven, even eight figures. And the common theme, theme is exhaustion, burnout, you know, the feeling under pressure, like you just want to burn the ship down and you don't want to do it anymore. So I'm really excited to have a conversation with Casey about that. So Casey, welcome. Thank you so much. Yeah. So I would love to just hear your story a little bit. Like, how did you get into what you're doing right now? Well, it's definitely been a journey. I joke that business is in my DNA. I've had the entrepreneurial spirit ever since I was young and took the Red Cross babysitting certification and really was the town nanny from age 10 to 18. And so I got very invested into people, connection, relationships, making people feel good, um, the feel good feeling I got from being relied on. And that quickly morphed into my first corporation when I was 19. I met a savvy business partner and we created 10 different businesses in a four-year period, which was insane. What? (laughs) 10 businesses? And I know that you are not a stranger to struggle. And I think it's so important to share that during that time, there was a lot of struggle and we lived in our car for a month. Um, we basically just put everything we had at the time into a photographic jewelry company called Montage, where we would take pictures from all of our travels and put them together in these really cool montages and make wearable art. So that was the first business that we did that we drove from upstate New York all the way down the coast to Florida, thinking that we were just going to miraculously have this uh, successful business right out of the gate. Of course, I was 19. So I was so naive. You know, I was just like, this is amazing. Of course, everyone's going to purchase it. And um, yeah, our savings quickly dwindled. And <laughs> I love it though. You were a 19 year old entrepreneur. That's just amazing. Yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> you know, fast forward that four year period of tenacity, perseverance, creating one uh, brochure and business card after another. And it, it really varied everywhere from exterior house painting to oil painting to wildlife t-shirts. I mean, it was all over the board. <laughs> so love the it business um was called angelic gourmet and we basically made upscale gift and uh confections and that was a wholesale company that we started out of our home and that quickly grew we had about 120 sales reps selling that line for us within the first six months we had to relocate out of our home into a certified kitchen and that is the, the one that really, you know, pun intended, hit the sweet spot. 
We were making people happy through chocolate. We were traveling the world and selling to upscale gourmet department stores like Saks Fifth Avenue and Neiman Marcus and American um, Dow Place and all the things. So we did that for 17 years. Mm. Oh my God, I cannot. So how did you go from there to a coaching business? So interestingly enough, there was a few more pivots in between. We sold that company in 2011. And I, at the time, was focused on my boutique aromatherapy company called Heart Blossom Essentials. And I created a full line for holistic well-being. And Mm -hmm. what I noticed when I was doing a lot of certification programs, because I'm a forever learner, which probably a lot of your listeners are too, I would think. And Mm -hmm. what I noticed when I was doing these programs, I did a mind body certification um, with Mark David, and I did a lot of advanced trainings for aromatherapy. When we got to the finish line, everyone was really excited, but they didn't know how to transfer that into a business. Mm -hmm. And so all of a sudden I was like, wow, I have two decades of business experience from brick and mortar to wholesale, to retail, to the boutique aromatherapy. And I was really seeing this gap in the marketplace from women over 40, wanting to pivot into something they love, break away from corporate and really have more of a passion purpose in their career. And they were really great at what they did, whether it was massage therapy, nutrition, aromatherapy, like whatever the thing was that they chose to pivot to. But then they were like, oh my gosh, how do I get visibility? How do I build a brand? Mm -hmm. You know, what's going to make a website that converts and all the things. So That was really my introduction into bridging into coaching slash consulting. Because in the beginning, I did a lot of implementation services because I was used to being the cook chief Mm -hmm. and bottle washer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're both hard workers. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So that is really the bridge over and the morph into um, Mm -hmm. coaching women entrepreneurs. Mm, yes, yes, yes. So, you know, um, I'm super curious, like having had such an amazing career of so many businesses, you know, some successful, some probably less so, <laughs> been there, done that, right? Amazing. What would you say is the number one success secret for you that you wish every entrepreneur knew? Yeah. Thank you for that question. I feel that self-trust is so very huge. And Mm -hmm. I feel that if I embraced that or was mentored at a young age, Mm. um, how to cultivate that, it would have really made it much more fluid and enjoyable and less jigs and jags. And I know that it's all about the learning lessons, but Mm -hmm. I would say like for anybody that's listening that maybe is in the startup phase or at any phase, really mm-hmm. understanding that your intuition is the most powerful. Your gut wisdom is going to lead the way. And mm-hmm. that as soon as we embrace that, I think we, one, keep our power enclosed in our own capsule versus leaking it out to every other guru that has a blueprint, a framework, or something else that we feel we need to um, enroll in in order to be successful. Yeah, I, I love what you're saying so much. I'm super curious if there's a story to it. If you went through a transition, you know, where you were leaking your power away and then you were like, hold on a minute. And how did you do that? Because I think there's so many entrepreneurs, you know, they're in comparison. I just all day long. They're on Instagram stalking what everybody else is doing and then copying. Right. And then 
you know, they go to the next coach and that's like, okay, that didn't work, but you know, there's none, like, just tell me what to do, but there's none of their own. So I'm just super curious. Tell me more about this. Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like one of the big turning points for me was having a business partner for two decades and really being a part of this dynamic duo. And so, you know, mm-hmm. if you've had that experience in your life, you, you understand that it's like, you know, one plus one doesn't equal two, it, it actually magnifies and sometimes can be this powerful feeling of like four X or six X. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was blessed with. And I feel like I took a little bit of that for granted when I shifted and, and broke apart into solopreneurship because mm. now it was like, one, there was nowhere to hide. It was just me, myself, and I. And so I had to kind of figure it out. And so there was a little bit of an identity wobble for mm. a couple of years of like, oh, okay. <laughs> now yeah. I've got to be like the sole creator, the sole in- innovator. Um, and I'm 100% accountable for the success and the failure of this endeavor. Mm. And so I think to your point of, um, you know, what, when was that shift? That was a big turning point. And then I had to realize, okay, like I'm going to have to befriend myself. I'm going to have to look deep inside of myself and lean on my spiritual practices to, to bring me through. Cause I've been a meditator since 90. And so mm-hmm. I think that was an opportunity to realize that my answers weren't on Google, that if I, <laughs> you know, yeah, right? grandfather and he, Google yeah. does not have all the answers. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was the real thing. It was like, okay, like I'm saying that I appreciate rebels and trend centers and, and like change makers, but I also have to embody that myself. Mm-hmm. So I think that was a big, a big, um, and not such an easy lesson, but that was definitely a big pivot. No. And it is so beautiful when you see people break out of the copycatting everybody else and stepping into like, you know, their own brand and their own rebellion. Right. And, and it's definitely a process. I love this so much. So I I'm super curious, like, why did you get so passionate about building a business without burnout? And what's your story with it? And how can women prevent it as they're, because we have a lot of listeners who are like, okay, I am building a multi six, seven figure business, right? And some of them are at the start. Some of them are already well in the way, but you know, uh, how can they do it with joy, with freedom, with feeling good, all of those things? Yeah. So brilliant. I think it's such a message that needs to be heard. And one that I struggled with for many years I was of the notion, like I think many entrepreneurs are, that the hustle culture is the right way and hard work is honest work. And mm-hmm. that was what we needed to do to be successful, you know, mm-hmm. grind it out. And I, I subscribed to the hustle culture because I didn't give myself permission or I wasn't even aware that there was an alternative. And mm-hmm. in that, I ended up with adrenal fatigue, visual migraines um, weekly wow. and um, true burnout. And I, you know, to the point where I just put a small couch in the back of my office when I had the confection company, because usually my site would return in about 20 to 30 minutes. And I wouldn't even allow myself to go home to regain my vision. So I'm just like, well, if I have to just close my eyes for that 20 or 30 minutes, at least let me make it convenient and put a little, you know, love seat in my office. So that's how warped and brainwashed you can become. Mm-hmm. And so I think the, the first thing is to 
give yourself permission and to understand that there's absolutely another way. And then to commit to that, commit to your self-care as a priority. Mm. That's really the number one thing. To your point, circling back to comparative natures and getting lost and spiraling down on social media, one of the things your listeners can do right now today, and it will absolutely take discipline, but this is how you can regain your personal power and, and also plug up some of those energy leaks, is to lean into digital minimalism, which is mm. to give yourself boundaries when you're on social media, you don't have to do a, a cold turkey fast because we're human and we get the dopamine hits from the likes and all of the things, mm-hmm. but you can absolutely take it in stride and do like little micro goals for yourself, setting boundaries of how much time you're going to allow yourself and also what you're going to take in because that will affect you on a cellular level, on a physical level, on an emotional level. So understanding that that multi-facet of leaks is within your control Mm. to diminish or discontinue altogether. Mm -hmm. I love this so much. And, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, besides the social media and practicing minimalism, you know, do you have any tips on you know, any other tips on how to manage it, how to prevent it, you know, anything that you have, you would offer to the listeners as they're heading for this, because the programming, right, that you mentioned, it is so difficult to disconnect from, I still see it creep in within myself, right, where I take a lot of breaks, and then I go back to doing, 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 and I'm like, wait a minute, I don't want to slide back. So any tips on how to disconnect yourself from the programming? Well, one, I just want to lift you up for that self-awareness of sliding back. And two, we all have that. And so it's like, how do we recognize it and catch ourselves? It's not that we're never going to slide back. It's how do we notice it and be mindful and turn it around in a quicker turnaround. So Mm -hmm. self-awareness is huge. One of the biggest things that helped me was um, managing my inbox less because I absolutely had perfectionism and people-pleasing tendencies. And so I on this high alert, especially when I was doing implementation services, whatever notification, beep or buzzer, I was just like, boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody mm-hmm. needs me. And so we're very activated by that. So a huge thing would be to eliminate your notifications and bells and whistles. Mm-hmm. And for me, I mean, I was, and I don't think this is uncommon and research really backs it up, but I was really checking my inboxes about a hundred times a day. And so that was really strong, but actually the touch points that they've done on studies of how many times we touch our phone is even way greater than that. Mm -hmm. So the hundred may sound like amazing, but we don't even realize it's unconscious Mm -hmm. connection to our screens and devices. So Mm -hmm. when I decided to do my inbox management at 10 AM and 3 PM, which took some discipline and there Mm -hmm. was this emptiness and this gaping hole that your nervous system is used to reacting, reacting, reacting. So when you start to, there's an addiction, right? To that. right, And there's this void and you're like, I'm missing something. Mm -hmm. I should be doing something. So it will take time. So definitely give yourself some love and grace in this Mm -hmm. process. If this is resonating and, you know, maybe you go from a hundred times to six times, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't make it so extreme that, you know, anything rigid is going to break. So in order to do these, these micro habits are going to work if you make them doable and then be consistent with it. But for me, that was a massive game changer. 
so much more energy at the end of the day. I didn't leave feeling like a wet washcloth. I think that was one of the biggest things that I noticed um, helped me. And then the other thing, which is known as training your recovery, and this has been something that has been a continual practice for me because I'm a Taurus. I tend to bull through. You are semi. When's your birthday? The 13th of May. I was guessing you were a Taurus. We're so similar in so many ways. That's really funny. Yeah, (laughs) you know, right? Like we're stubborn. We're like, we have tenacity. We can, you know, be very like persistent and push through, which is awesome. (laughs) It's amazing. It works. And (laughs) right. And on the flip side, sometimes we're like stubborn, stupid in the way that, um, the mm-hmm. high productivity can turn into burnout very, very quickly. Exactly. And so one of the things to keep in mind is <laughs> training your day in a way where you're all in, which is uh-huh. a beautiful thing, maybe 60 to 90 minutes in a deep work block, but then also have seven to 15 minutes of true rest and restoration. And that doesn't mean checking your social media and email, but it literally could mean deep breathing, going out and gazing at the sky having fresh water, like true restoration. And that cyclical nature will Mm -hmm. absolutely regulate your nervous system and prevent burnout. And if you're in burnout, you may need more times of rest and you may need to be more disciplined with your boundaries because your poor little adrenals um, take a little time to Mm -hmm. recover from being overworked. You know, there's something that I hear about burnout from our audience. I think Here's the thing. Very few people like us will admit that they like burnout. That's not a thing, but they will say things like, well, if, if, if I was, you know, if there was such thing as burnout, I might be close, you know, something like that. Yeah. Because the, the women that I tend to attract or that tend to be listeners, a lot of them just don't even like, no, I don't do burnout. You know, we're such super power house, you know, just, you know, we do, and we're used to it. We don't complain. We're not victimized by a lot of things we can handle. I think, you know, some of us can handle like 10 times more than an average person. You know what I mean? And yet, you know, I will share with you, like I did go through a burnout earlier this year and I didn't even know what it was, but all of a sudden, I think for some people, I'm super curious your take on this. There's some people it's sort of like, uh, um, there's just like, all of a sudden, where did all my motivation go? Why do I feel like doing anything? Why don't I care anymore? What's happening? You know, would you say that's a burnout as well? Oh, a hundred percent. That apathetic feeling, lack of motivation, sluggish fatigue. Those are definitely signs and symptoms as well. And I think you're absolutely correct that, um, part of the disconnection is the lack of embodiment and staying so much in our heads. Hold on and one so, second. I had to, Casey, can you hear me? Yes. Sorry, I just stopped the re- recording because I had to switch Wi-Fi. Sorry about that, guys. We had a little uh, internet uh, thing in Costa Rica. So Casey, could you just repeat really quickly what you were saying about that? Yeah, absolutely. So to your point of um, people not even noticing their bodies in burnout or moving towards burnout, and some of those symptoms could include lethargy, hopelessness, lack of motivation. Um, they, they just don't have their mojo. Uh, but I really feel that that is because we've been disconnected and not embodied due to staying in our minds too much. Mm. 
There's mm-hmm. that overreactivity of mental stimulus that we're mm-hmm. so disconnected to our physical sensations that we think mm-hmm. it's normal. And mm-hmm. I absolutely personally experienced that as well. I just felt like it was normal to wake up with butterflies in your stomach. It was normal to feel like I was late, even though I wasn't like there was mm-hmm. a normal I'm behind the eight ball. Oh my gosh, who needs me? Who needs me? Sensation that just mm-hmm. felt like, well, yeah, that's, that's a part of being a business owner. And until you know the contrast, you won't truly become aware or make changes. Mm-hmm. I love this so much. There's one thing you said that really, really rang with me, just being in our mind or how did you put it? I'm not sure being in our heads so much of the time. We just don't know the contrast. So, you know, the contrast, what does that look like? How can we make more impact as entrepreneurs living in the contrast to what you just described? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it goes back to setting intention. I think Mm -hmm. it goes back to bringing in some of those yin qualities when we look at the synergy of yin and yang from Mm -hmm. traditional Chinese medicine, when we look at at counterbalancing, because when we have um, a, a vice of excess, which burnout is, it's too much yang in the system. It's that active go, 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 push, 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 no downtime, you have to bring in those elements that balance it, which are the yin, feminine, Mm -hmm. fluidity, intuition, water. So even being around those um, beautiful qualities, like taking a bath, drinking more water, trying Mm -hmm. to even visualize what it would look like about fluidity and flow. Maybe that is just gazing into a babbling brook and letting your mind be playful and creative and out of the do, 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 productivity mode, that will start to bring down your nervous system and your body wants to be in homeostasis. So it will serve you. Mm -hmm. It will help you move towards that direction. You just have to open the door for it. You know, you can't be in an airtight capsule and then hope that you're going to be able to breathe. Like you have Mm -hmm. to give it some space. So that would be the big thing. And again, the boundaries, the huge, huge part is really the amount of media that we allow into our system, Mm -hmm. you know, and the cool thing is all of this is free. You're in the driver's seat. You can experience change today. I mean, there are not many things in the world that we can say that about. If if I want to lose 50 pounds, I'm not going to get instant results like you can with preventing burnout. So Mm -hmm. that's the exciting thing. Like you can literally press pause right now, say no, commit to no nights and weekends, mm-hmm. put in some digital boundaries for yourself and have a great morning routine and a digital sunset where your laptop goes down when the sun goes down and boom, you're off to the races. I mean, that's mm-hmm. exciting. Yes, yes, yes. But I think what keeps people from doing that is the actual addiction. Yes. It's just so addicted. There's the juice in the going, 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 right? And sometimes I feel that it's like the solar box is like, gotta go do, gotta get the next thing done, gotta get the next thing checked off my box. And if I don't, I'm going to freak out, you know? And there's a little bit of like, um, it feels like there's a little, and it just feels too much, you know, there's more and more and more. And then there's the, the, the mental feedback. Oh, I can accomplish so much, you know, let me see how much more I can do. Right. And there's oh my the gosh, juice you of that. Nailed it. You absolutely nailed it. I mean, when I was doing this work initially, it took me about six or eight months to not have white space anxiety. 
And what I mean by that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm serious. Like, yeah, I didn't even realize I was booking in my calendar like a robot. Oh, there's a space in my calendar. Let me shove something else in. And it was mm-hmm. that was the way I ran myself, literally like a robot. And it took about six to eight months to unthread not trying to fill in the white space on the calendar and being okay with that. This is the beauty of personal development and spiritual work, mm-hmm. not for the faint of hearts. Mm-hmm. You become addicted not only to the dopamine and serotonin and all those other neurotransmitter hits that get squirted out when we do these things like social media and all of that, but I think we become addicted unconsciously to suffering. Yes. Yes, there's that part. And there's also, I think, as you begin to disconnect yourself from it, then the fear comes up because we're so used to generating results by the doing this. Now, are clients going to come in? What if I don't do all the things, right? Because we're so used to this equation of hard work equals results, right? And, you know, massive action and there's nothing wrong with it. It's just very, you know, it is just very masculine way of doing things, right? And it works on that side, but it doesn't work so much for us. So it doesn't. And I think one of the things is, you know, I'm a firm believer of, of not following anybody's input or advice blindly, but Mm -hmm. testing it for yourself. That Mm -hmm. goes, whether you're trying a meditation path or whether you're trying digital minimalism, you have to prove it to yourself. So Mm -hmm. the beauty is one, I think if your, your listeners are even tuning into this and it's resonating with them that they have an interest in self-awareness to improve, which is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And then two, it's like, try it on for yourself, you know, see what works for you, see how you feel at the end of the day, you know, see what resonates, take it in and filter it out. What doesn't work for you, you just leave to the side and then you just continue to drill in and, and embody and embrace what does work for you. So I think that once you start to feel that difference, um, that's when you really are motivated to, to, to be more a part of it. Yeah. I love this so much. I love this so much. Just test it and see what works and what doesn't. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. So I would love to hear, talk us through the Soulprint method. I would love to know, because that's your methodology, right? Why is it the key to a sustainable and profitable life and business? Yes, thank you so much. It really goes and dovetails right back into synergy and holism and not only bringing in and honoring and respecting the masculine linear yang strategies of business because there is definitely a place for those boundaries and frameworks and proven strategies and spreadsheets and KPIs and ROIs and all the things, right? But one of the things that I have noticed and witnessed is most people just stay there then Mm -hmm. and they don't counterbalance it with those other pieces that we talked about Mm -hmm. bandwidth, our cycle, our cycle in conjunction to our personality type, whether that's Enneagram, whether that is the moon cycle, like following different pieces of nature and fluidity. So in my soul print method, it's really about combining both. It's bringing in our feminine and masculine energies so we can build and grow a sustainable business in a joyful way. And in Mm -hmm. a way that, you know, like I do want to pause because I feel like there are a lot of marketing trends. And one of them I feel is joyfully thrive, 
right in and ease and flow. And like, there's all these buzzwords. And, you know, I think sometimes when it starts to feel like industry jargon, <laughs> we turn a deaf ear on it. And so that really then goes back to asking yourself the, the deep questions and doing that honesty audit of what do I really want? Mm-hmm. What's important to me? And it's not about what am I willing to put in? It's more like, how am I going to integrate this in a way that actually works for me? Because if I truly am creating this business to be the designer of my life, then I get to paint whatever I want on the canvas. So choose wisely. Mm-hmm. I love that so, so, so much. I can see how you're an amazing coach. Oh, thank you. I can, I can so see that. So I would love to know how can, you know, people who are listening to this and they're resonating with you, how can they connect with you? Where can they find you? You, I know you have an amazing podcast, but yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that, Eva. I appreciate it. Yeah. For your listeners that um, enjoy podcasts, my podcast is called Women Developing Brilliance, The Spirit of Business. Um, I was lucky enough to have a conversation with you so they can check out our conversation that should be dropping very soon. And then also, if they are liking this concept of bringing synergy and combining the masculine, the feminine, using mindset and self-leadership, I have a free three-part video training series called Know Thyself and Lead. And they can go to caseyrossi.com slash lead for that. And it's caseyrossi.com slash lead and jump right into that free training. Awesome. I love it. So, so, so much. We're going to drop those links in the comments for you guys. I enjoyed this conversation so much. I learned so much from you. I'm excited for what you have coming up next. Please keep us posted. If you ever want to come back, let us know. And thank you so much. Thank you so much.